Welcome to the Sisterhood of Secrets, a podcast meant to satisfy all of your mysterious, paranormal, and downright creepy desires. Follow us as we explore the unusual mysteries of the world. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Sisterhood of Secrets. I'm Stephanie. And I'm Taylor. And we want you guys to know that the introduction might be the hardest thing we do. Um, also, it, my talk is hacking up along in the background. We we try so hard to make sure that like the collars are off and like everybody's been to the bathroom and we are all cell phones ready. off. And then as soon as we start recording, somebody gets a phone call. The dogs are licking. Like <laughs> It's always something, man. The odds are never in our favor. No, they're never. Also, everyone's going to hear me open up this ding dong thing because I want to eat it. We've been carrying it around for like hours. I've been waiting for the right time. And now, as soon as we start recording, this is the best time to open up your ding dong. I don't know that that's actually what this is. It's like a cupcake thing. It's a little Debbie. Yeah, it's a little baby. Anyway. Um, so this week we want to, uh, you know, thank everybody that has emailed us, all two of you. Um, <laughs> thanks for checking in. We're still alive. Um, we're doing great. Thanks. And we're just going to assume that you love all the content that we put out there. Yeah. And then ev- we're doing nothing wrong. Yeah. There's nothing you want to hear Sanderson. about. <laughs> She's a puppy. The IT guy is letting us down. He's supposed to be like the bouncer and control the puppy. Well, he's playing El Diablo, so. It's true. Anyway. Yeah. Talk about this week's topic. Oh, yeah. So, this week's topic, we had uh, two of our good friends send in, Taylor and Cody. They sent in some ghost stories. So, we thought about this week will be spoopy. We'll be we'll do some straight up ghost stories. Are you okay? Yeah, sorry. Okay. Oliver breathed on me. <laughs> He's got rape breath. Anyway, <laughs> we'll set that. Down. That's that's my dog. Um, so I'm gonna tell some ghost stories first. These are not from. These are just like personal experiences. Um, Winifred, you're about to go to the pound. <laughs> they take midnight deliveries. <laughs> you're going, sister. Um. Anyway, so I'm gonna start off. No pressure. Stephanie has a freaking script. Flying off the cuff I don't have a script. I'm just reading their emails that they shared because they were really good. And I feel like it's a great opportunity to share. And we've been asking people to share some experiences. And they did it. They did. So. The two of them. The two. <laughs> As so it stands, Sarah is still the number one. Oh, because she gave us some criticism. No, it's because she like said, hey, what's up? I'm alive. <laughs> Actually, listen. There's some feedback. Um, Taylor and Cody don't really. I mean, they think we're perfect. That's true. It better be. They're not gonna give us any any negative feedback ever. Yeah. If you want to be on the show, you better just keep it tight. Okay. <laughs> They're biased, so <laughs> we can't really rely on their comments. Um. Anyway, so I'm gonna tell you a little a little something something from my childhood. Ooh. The childhood. My childhood we, too. Yeah, I know that we shared. <laughs> what happened to you? Tell me all the things. So when we used to live in. Atlanta area back in the day. Yes. And on Plantation Drive. Yep. Do you remember how Papa added on to the house and like your room was like, it used to be the playroom and then it was your room? Yeah. Yeah. So 
We were sleeping in there because uh, I always used to sneak into Stephanie's bedroom because mom and dad would lock me out. <laughs> they were trying to like foster some independence, but it wasn't working. I just, just latched onto me like a leech. <laughs> anyway, um, you also had a giant bed for a freaking kid. Gosh, I guess I was six, seven. Yeah, so eight. I was like I was three. Eight. No, I was like eight. Whatever, I was three or four. Okay. So, this is weird. I remember... It's crazy remember this. I remember it because our grandmother will not let me forget it. Oh, gosh. Um, I had a dream, or not really a dream, but apparently I was talking to people while we were asleep. Oh, my gosh. And Nia came in there because she heard me, like, talking. Yeah. And she was like, Taylor, go to freaking bed, man. Because <laughs> yeah, that's how Nia talks. No, I didn't, you know. Yo, homeboy, get to sleep. It was probably something like, get your sleeping little ass in the bed. No, she would not say that either. Whatever. Okay. Um. Anyway, oh. so I'm laying in bed, laying next to Stephanie, who's got her mouth wide open snoring. <laughs> Excellent. Thank and you. And apparently Nia's like, you're having a full-blown conversation. And she was like, who are you talking to? I was like, oh, I'm talking to Granny and Paw what yeah <laughs> a grand uh, my great grandfather that i never met because he died before i was born also our granny had just died yeah and granny had just passed away and i could like apparently see them i don't remember that part really but i do i, I just thought it was a dream like it feels like a dream now so like they were talking to me and making sure that nia was okay Oh and, my gosh you just gave me the chill yeah like all anyway so like the next morning nia was like I gotta talk to this child. <laughs> so she gets out the candles. <laughs> no, Nia's like, so, you know, let's talk about that. Like, wh wh why do you, why do you think it was them? And apparently I described her father to like a T. Which we've never met. And we don't really, our family's not big on like putting pictures out of yeah. people. It's yeah. just like, you know, why make yourself sad? <laughs> so I've never seen him. So we have problems. <laughs> we don't. <sighs> Jesus, Process Mary and Joseph. our emotions well. Yeah. So, like, I ne I've, to this day, I cannot tell you what he, what he looks like other than th that he's blonde or was blonde. Yeah. And, like, a medium-build man and always had a cigar in his mouth. Mm-hmm. Um, and the only, like, imagery I have of my granny was when we went to see her that one time in Florida before she died. Gosh, yeah. And she spanked me for eating banana. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> I mean, what were you doing with the banana? Why would you be spanked? I ate it before lunch, and she said I was going to ruin my lunch. I also got in trouble for taking the kitchen table to put it up against the counter to get said banana. That makes more sense. Yeah. You're dragging a whole table to the <laughs> counter. I wanted that banana, man. Anyway, so that's uh, a little... You know, now that I think about it, I really freaked Nia out. Like, I, have this, I terrified her. I have this memory, the same house, and... I remember when they closed in the playroom and it made they put you know they added in the door for the bedroom and all that stuff and I remember either it was a dream or I don't know if you were sleepwalking or something but do you remember there was like um there was like a space heater on the wall oh yeah do you remember that by the by the back door yeah and so I can I can almost like swear to you that someone or so, like it was somebody small was sitting beside the space heater it was me because when i used to get scared oh and my I gosh get mom and daddy's room 
I would go by there. And if your door was locked, I'd just sit there and cry until you woke up. Okay. So that's just like a normal memory. No, that's not supernatural. One time I woke up because I had a nightmare and I was trying, I like knocked on mom and dad's door and mom put me back to bed or whatever. But I was so scared. And I was, I was like, screw it. I'm going to go to sleep with Stephanie because like, I'm not living my life like this. So yeah. I got to get some rest. <laughs> I've got an early day. So. Stephanie's bedroom was on the other side of the house at this point and yeah. I was mine was right next to mom and dad's so I had to walk through like the hallway the, the and kitchen, then the kitchen the and like, room. dining room area and um I'm walking and I hear footsteps behind me that's it this is the same memory yeah I hear footsteps behind me, like big footsteps like, so I, I think I heard this I turn around and I'm like all right it's just dad I'm about to get my butt tore up yeah I turn around nobody's there and my little ass is like hell no I'm not living my life like this so I was like I running this. and I had yeah. granny's blanket that I got after she passed away because I used to sleep with it yeah it was like a knitted thing yeah wrapped around I still have that moment <laughs> yeah it's in my hope chest that's cute um, I had it wrapped around my body and I was like, uh, uh-uh, I'm running. And so I'm running to the space heater. I couldn't get Stephanie's doorknob open because I was just, I was terrified. I couldn't get the door open. So I was like crouched between the space heater and the back door. And I'm just like boohooing. I'm like, please, somebody come get me. Please, somebody come get me. And yeah, I just I hear I people walking. And then Stephanie, you got up and you're like, what is going on? What's wrong with you? And I was like, you don't hear this. I don't even think I asked you a question. I think I just like ran between your legs in the room. I think, yeah, I feel like I remember this, this situation because we were both standing, like it was like a mudroom entry almost. Yeah. Cause it was like a, it, it was supposed to be like a den or like a sunroom and they converted it into a, it was like a, a den because like they, they had remember, a step down cause it was a seventies style home. Yeah. Yeah. So it was the den. That's what it was. Yeah. Cause you had like the formal living room and then like the den. I remember that. Yeah. I remember us standing there and we were like we got to go tell mom and dad but like we were scared to walk across the kitchen because like, that's we where the sworn, foot, that's yeah. where the footsteps were yeah they were we could, still actively in the kitchen yeah it's like somebody was in the kitchen because the dining room was made out of like the stone tile stuff and it was kind of like a level up but the kitchen was linoleum yeah and yeah. the rest of the house was like carpet so there was no reason to hear like these big heavy thuds of a footstep yeah Man, I just now thought about that. It's weird. No, I've retained that. I have nightmares about that sometimes. That's wild. About running to your room. That's scary. And I wake up and I'm like, Phew. I dream nothing because I take I'm so much adult. melatonin. Oh my god. <laughs> it's really not. It's like ashwagandha. I dream everything. I, if I dream, it's always someone trying to kill me. Breaking I have my house. the most vivid, awful dreams, and I hate that. Mine are only vivid when I take the melatonins. That's very strange. You yeah. should probably not take so much of that because it's really not good don't. for your body. I really don't take so much. I'm just being dramatic. Anyway, so we're going to move to the house up here. Yeah, so when I was in middle school, we moved. So Taylor was still in elementary school. We moved up north. And I was in primary school. Well, that's elementary. No, it's not. Primary, elementary. And then elementary. Well, elementary is considered K through 5. Okay, sorry. But, but back in the day, you know, they had a primary school, which was like pre-K through two. Our school in Fayetteville was not like that. No, it we was just went a straight to up school, elementary. We went to school together for a little while. Yeah. Yeah, we and, did. But up here, they're still separated. Not anymore. Not anymore? Mm -mm. We yeah. don't have primary schools anymore. It's just straight up elementary. Anyway, so 
we move up here and we move into like a brand new house. Like it was, nobody lived in it, new construction. The guy that built it, still kicking. He's still alive today, building houses, driving my parents nuts. You know? I know what story you're going to tell. Yeah. Sorry. You know what story it is? Sorry. Okay. I remember, so, you know, it's weird. <laughs> things things remember. just pop in there. So we moved to this new house and uh, we moved into it because it was kind of like a castle like a little miniature castle that's you know? literally the main reason we bought that because me and stephanie were like we're gonna be princesses yeah we love this and, and then I-, I got stuck in the dungeon <laughs> no you did it stephanie so there is a spiral staircase and then there's like a little tower and it's an octagon shaped room and that was my room and it was all and windows. then i had the room with the windows <laughs> the size of a freaking plate at the very top, I couldn't even see out of them. To this day, I'm a grown ass woman. I can't see out of them without standing on something. Taylor, it's probably safer that you're up that you couldn't, because you were crazy. I slept walk. You, you probably would have climbed out anyway. So, back on topic with the spookiness. And our dad works. He still worked in Atlanta, and we all moved up here because mom worked from home, and so we stayed up here and dad would come home and stay with us on the weekends because yeah. he was still living in our other house. Cause we were like in between we trying to sell that one, one and we bought this one. And I remember, I think it was like the first weekend we stayed there. Um, it was like, and our, our Nia was there. Our grandma yeah, was there Nia too. Nia lived with us cause she was not living in her house by herself. <laughs> right. Because my grandpa was still working in Atlanta. Like we were trying to shift up here and both of our houses had not been sold yet. Anyway, so we were all staying together at our house and like there was no furniture in the home. I remember we had air mattresses upstairs. Like that's it. It was just. And we all slept in mom's room. Yeah. Yeah. We all stayed in one room because it was kind of like stormy. You would say. I have this memory. It was. Okay. Anyway. I just remember it being dark. It was dark outside and. Probably because it was nighttime. <laughs> Taylor. I didn't move to like Mordor. <laughs> it was an eclipse and. <laughs> The whole sun just disappeared. It's normal, right? Um, that's a demon. <laughs> oh Lord. Uh, Marles did say she she wondered she now knows why we bought the sage because all we do is talk about demons. You're the one that's terrified of getting possessed all the time. That's not true. I don't have a weak constitution. I just think that they're out there. I think they're pretty weak. Oh <laughs> my gosh, you're making me get on a tangent. So. We were all hanging out in the kitchen, dining room, just the main level, just kind of being silly. And I think that we were even playing like hide and go seek and stuff like that. We did that a lot. We were playing creepy crawly. Yeah, it's my grandma's game where we would turn all the lights out and you had to crawl on your hands and knees and it's like tag. You know where she got that? I don't. Where did you get it? Charles Manson. That is absolutely (laughs) horrific. (laughs) You should kill me. It's not funny. I'm sorry. Are you joking? No, ask her about it. They would go into people's homes and this is a side. I'm mortified. So they would go into people's homes and like all the lights would be out because it's like nighttime and whoever got up and turned the lights on, they'd kill them. But if nobody ever got up, they wouldn't kill anybody. I gotta live my whole life. It was just essentially guys, we were just playing hide and seek in the dark, but Nia called it creepy crawly. Because she lived in the 70s. Yeah, because she lived through the mansions. Uh. You should play that with your kids. It's actually really fun. We recommend you play this murderous game. It's not murderous. You're just playing tag. It's true. You are just playing tag in the dark. So we were playing creepy crawly and we're just being silly and playing or whatever. And so I think that we were about to have dinner. We had ordered pizza and they're in the, in the kitchen, there's the door that you come into the house and it's open and there wasn't any curtains or anything. And it's, there's a uh, window and I was standing there and I was like, you know, just doing whatever. 
and I could have I could have bet I could have bet a million dollars that a man was standing on the porch. I remember this. And I was like It gives me the willies right now thinking about it. It like he was standing on the porch. I couldn't like see his face or any of that business because it was it was super dark outside. And so I remember just like staring and then I just like freaked out. Like side note, Stephanie freezes when she gets really scared. <laughs> so like deer in the she's head- got to process it. <laughs> deer in the headlights. And then I just like, mom, Mama. there's somebody there. I'm like, we need to call dad. Like I am losing my business. And then I don't know what happens after that. Like I remember me like, I'm going to go hide. We hid in the bathroom on the main level. But like what led us to hide? Like did they go look? I don't remember. No, I, we were like, I'm hiding. Oh. And mom, I don't think Nia stayed the night then. I think because Nia came over after. Because mom called her. Yeah, because it was our first night by ourselves. I don't even think Nanook was there. I think she was still down in Fayetteville with daddy. Yeah, we had a big German shepherd named Nanook. So. so it was literally just us. Like us and Mr. Weenie. Yeah, our, our <laughs> toxic. <laughs> That's actually not his name. He just developed the name Mr. Weenie as he aged. Yeah, his name was Scrap. He became sophisticated. He was very... <laughs> He's a fancy man. <laughs> Mr. Weenie. <laughs> it's a great dog. Um, he he would have protected us. I think he was barking, too. Yeah, like he lost his shit. Like like somebody was there because he was barking <clears throat> at anybody who pulled up. Like anybody who, like, coughed loud. Scrappy was barking. Yeah, he was pissed if you made any noise. <laughs> you know, typical wiener dog. Um, but it was so it was terrifying. And I think this kind of leads into the other story that I'm going to tell that my mom shared with me recently. So this didn't happen to me. That was my only experience of seeing like this person. But, um, mom said that after that she would hear like footsteps upstairs all the time when we were at school, she was like, maybe it's just the house settling, you know, new houses do that. They creak and crack and all that kind of stuff. Hmm. Um, ours do it here and the stairway creaks and cracks all the time. And stop. (laughs) I got a one level home and I haven't heard really any creaks and cracks. Okay. Maybe it's just mine. I don't know. I don't pay attention to that kind of stuff. Um, I'm just like, hey, demons, it's your girl. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for stopping by. Okay. Love you. Um, So mom said that she would hear footsteps and stuff upstairs and she didn't think anything of it. And then occasionally like out of the side of her eye, you know, like if you move your head too fast and you think you see something and you look again, it's gone. So she said that would happen all the time. Like she would thought that she would, she would thought she, she would think <laughs> she thought she saw a man. She couldn't make out any features or anything. She would just like glance and then like, Oh, you know, look back and it was gone. Yeah. And then, um, so she worked in this like outbuilding outside. It was like a, a storage office <clears throat> room thing they had turned into their office. And so my grandma worked with her too. And, my Nia was, like, terrified to come in the house by herself. She would, like, run through the house, use the restroom, and run back out because she said that she would see somebody all the time. She would be, like, going to the restroom, and somebody would – she thought she would see somebody, like, walk through the the dining room, like, yeah. where the door is. She thought she would just, like, see something, and it gave her the creeps. And then one day, Mom said that she was walking out in the front of the house, and we have a pond, and she was walking by the pond. She was probably looking at the fish or something like she does. Yeah, she loves those fish. Yeah. <laughs> So she said she looked up by the pole barn. There was a man. And she said she like froze because she was like, I don't know this guy. You know, maybe it's my neighbor or something, you know. Um, we didn't have any neighbors. Then, well, down we? that road, you know, people own that property and they would like walk the property or whatever. Oh, yeah. So she's like, maybe she said it was clear that <laughs> it looked like a regular human. 
and he was super tall. He had dark hair and he was wearing a white shirt, like a t-shirt, and he had a pack of cigarettes rolled up in his sleeve. And she said she just stared at him and he just disappeared. Like straight up, she was looking at him and she said, I just... And we continued to live there for how many years? Forever. Forever. They still live there. So... Um, that's white people shit that's like straight up white people shit mom ran to the office like she saw this and she was just like what what just happened she's like am I having a stroke (laughs) you know so she goes to my uh, my Nia because she was there and she was like oh she she was like that she smiled at her and was like that describes a family member that's passed on and my mom was like, oh. So she took a little comfort in that because, like, my Nia wasn't scared. She was just like, oh, that person seems so much. Like, even though she was scared this whole time running it out, once she had that validation, I think she was like, I know who this person is. And then just to accompany this creep factor, um, I had a childhood friend who was staying the night or whatever, and she was upstairs taking a shower. And she, like, came downstairs all, like, flabbergasted. She's like, I just saw someone in the bathroom. And my mom's like, what? <laughs> There's nobody up there, you know? Like, I don't even think dad was there. And there was no men in the house. And she said she saw a man, like, staring out the window upstairs in that bathroom, like, where the water closet is, you know, like, where the toilet is. Yeah. Um, water closet? Well, that's what it's called because it closes off. It's fucking weird. <laughs> anyway, so the little toiletry room, the door must have been open because there's a window in there, too. And she's, she said she saw a man standing out there. And mom was like, well, what did this person look like, you know? And she described the same guy, even the rolled up cigarettes in a shirt. Weird. Yeah. Yeah. And then, playing off the same years later, mom said she she didn't see much after, for a while. She didn't see anything. I mean, she was still here, like, the occasional, like, walking around, walking around when we weren't home and stuff like that. Because we had gotten older and we were, like, out. <clears throat> and then, I think after we had already moved out, I think this is when you were living with me, um... That time, Eric, that time frame, you know. Uh, she said that she drove up to the house and she pulled in the in the driveway and she was about to get out and she saw someone pull the curtain back. Like, dude, I she was telling me this and I was like, I'm sweating. I hate that this is so much. That is the worst. Yeah. She saw someone pull the curtain back and she saw like the silhouette of darkness and a white face. That's oh. all she could see. Okay. And then... She sat in the car and she was like, oh my gosh, someone's in my house. We like, have Christmas there. <laughs> okay. I can't go back in there. Listen. So she pulls, she sees this person. That's not a person. That's a figure. And so she, she sees the curtain move back like, and someone's standing there and she just stares. And mom's like, oh my gosh. And the person doesn't move. Nothing happens. And then she looks down at her phone. She's like, I got to call. I got to call Ricky, which is my dad. She's like, I got to call your dad. And so she picks up the phone and she calls him. When she looks back, the curtain's shut. She was like, somebody's in my house. Like somebody has broken in the house and I cannot go in. So she calls dad. Dad's like, you're crazy. What are you talking about? Nobody's in the house. Dad's like, I'm at work. What do you want me to do? Exactly. Don't go in there. He, this is when he worked in Canton. So it was like, you know, 30 minutes away. And so she calls dad and she's like, I'm not going in this house until you get here and you check it over. Check the perimeters. Yeah. So she sat in the car in the driveway for over 45 minutes waiting for dad to get home. And then when dad got home, he went in, he looked around, there was nobody there. Do you know what's crazy? What? 
So me and my mom, we clean cabins locally. Yeah. So there's some like haunted cabins. Everybody talks about it in our company. You just you just know them. That's perfect. I'm about to lead into that too. Cool. Just hang on. When mom thinks that something like this has happened or that she hears something or something sketchy, she sends me in <laughs> to check it. Her daughter, her offspring. She's like, Taylor, go check it out. Well, you could run faster and she'd fall. <laughs> I mean, I don't want anything to happen to my mother, but at the same time, I'm like, because it's mainly because I'm like, meh, it's nothing, no big deal. But sometimes I'm like, one day someone's going to be in here. <laughs> yeah. The sketch. That's real sketch. I can't believe that that happened and I did not know about it. And I, yeah, I don't remember this either. She was like, I didn't tell you. I was like, no, you didn't tell me about this. About someone peeping on you. That's not even peeping. They're peeping in your own house. It's creepy. I can't. Ugh. If if you came home and your curtain was pulled back and there was like a shadowy, shadowy figure with dark hair um, or with like a dark essence around it, I can promise you right now, you would have to tell every Tom, Dick and Harry you ever met. Oh, yeah. I'm calling everybody. You're calling I'm, Trevor, honestly, I'm, Nia. Trevor's not going to answer the phone. He never answers my phone. It takes him forever. So I'll be calling the cops. I mean, you know. He is. The... <laughs> I mean, he is. Yeah. He's the cops. <laughs> Can you imagine? They're like, are you Trevor's wife? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Sorry, I saw something in the window. No, it's like the time I lived in Fort. We lived at your other house. And somebody trying to break those Dude. people tried to break in and Harley saved my freaking life. And nobody believed me until people were like, yeah, reporting break-ins on that road. And I called the cops and Trevor really was a cop cop then like a road cop. That's a scary, they broke the door frame. Yeah. You remember that? And Harley, I, like, used to, I was trying to make some ramen noodles and I shit my pants. <laughs> Let's sit, tell the audience. What oh, happened to you? I was making some noodles with they used to have a pit bull named harley who was a gigantic beast of a dog yeah he was like 90 no he's like he, 100 pounds he, he was a little older and he, we were best friends guys he was probably like 11 yeah at that point so we ate cheeseburgers and noodles together all the time <laughs> we were out i guess i was at work and trev was too yeah i don't i couldn't drive then for some medical reasons so i'm at home i'm you know cooking up some stuff from the kitchen <laughs> hanging out with talking to harls the rest of the dogs are put up because we we run them in shifts and <laughs> at this point. And I'm talking to Harley or whatever. And I hear like they had like a storm door and I hear the storm door like move. And I'm like, mm, that's weird. Must be windy out. And then I'm like, I hear them shaking up a door. I was like, uh, uh-uh. and Harley loses his mind. Like the biggest big dog, big boy. I'm going to kill you, Bark. And. I was sitting behind like the bar and I was like, what is happening? And I was the back of my head. I was like, I'm going to be a statistic because oh I'm just God. standing here. I'm not doing nothing. I'm not like, making a phone jump call. on the door. Yeah. So like the door gets kind of like they're hitting the door. I mean, like banging it. And Harley hits the door like hard one time and like pushes it closed. And then they tried to kick it. And Harley stands up on his like when he stood up, he was taller than me. Yeah. He was a and boy. He hit this door and like he was like Cujo baby, and I guess they like got the point that like this mf'er will slit my throat, leave nothing left, and probably eat me. 
and I was just boohooing. I called Trevor, and he was like, ah. And I was like, oh, Trevor, it's real. It's real. real. And I was like, I'm calling the cops. And I'm not a, I'm not a crier. That's not. scary. I was so scared. I was like crouched down behind the bar like that was going to save me with a kitchen knife. I was like, what am I going to do with this? I can't do nothing. Listen, I, if they get past Harles and you got to, they must be invincible. They get past Harley. I don't, I, I'm releasing the horde. I've been decided. <laughs> I'm releasing the hounds. <laughs> Listen, Harley, which is so crazy because like Harley has never, he's an even, he was an even tempered pup. Yeah. He didn't really, he would make like the submissive grin and stuff. Like he was. Yeah, very chill old grandpa. Like yeah, he was I can't, I can't believe he had that much gumption. Like he was the best dog, and I'm not kidding you. Like I th- wholeheartedly thought that I was being dramatic for like the first twenty five seconds <laughs> until they were like beating on the door. I can't believe they still tried to come in after hearing him. Well, you know, like like Mr. Ween. Yeah, God rest him. Yeah, had a big old bark. But he was teeny. Yeah. Right? Yeah, he was like 20 pounds. So, like, if you really think about it, they're probably like, oh, yeah, whatever. It's just a dog. I'll shoo it off or whatever. Yeah. And what's crazy was, like, I had already been out there on the porch earlier that day. Like, Yeah, because we would all just hang out yeah, on the Yeah, I was porch. sitting on the front porch hanging out with, Char- uh, I almost said Charlie. Sorry, I must be thinking about me. It's my dog. <laughs> um, hanging out with Harley. And... Cause I took him for his walk or whatever. And I came back in and then I was like, let's eat some noodles. We're going to watch some forensic file. <laughs> Little did you know you were about to become one. And then that happened to me and I was terrified. That's so scary. And also I was like, all right, Peter Harles. What a hero. Yeah. He's a hero. I don't talk about him. Me either. I'm going to cry on the yeah. pod. <laughs> Suck it up. Yeah. Our friends listening are going to cry when they hear it. Yeah. Too. So sorry. Anyway, um, I'm going to tell you a story <laughs> from this same house. That's oh, very you, got a, you got another one? I do. I love this. So, <clears throat> why don't we ever talk about this? I don't know. It's weird. Go ahead. Anyway, you kind of forget about stuff. You That's repress true. it, you know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> remember, we talked about earlier how we don't process emotions well. Yeah, we just bypass it and it comes back later and it's just full force awful. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so I was probably like in middle school. So I went to go take a shower, wash my butt. Were you going to say something else? <laughs> no, I just couldn't. I wanted to say take a bath, but I didn't. Okay. <laughs> I thought you were going to say I was going to go take a poop. Yeah. No, I was going to go bathe. I was like, I can't believe you're going to say this right no, now. No, I was bathing. <laughs> my once a week bath. <laughs> I'm so glad. All right. Stephanie, I can't believe, like, why do you automatically assume I would say, share that information? Oh, man. (laughs) I don't even know these guys. They don't even email us. You're right. Why would I share that? If they start emailing, we'll share more. Yeah, that's for the Patreon one day. (laughs) Anyway, so I wash my butt. You know, I get out of the shower. I got my towel on. Stephanie's in her room. And I think we were supposed to do something like play, play rock band or something, you know. Yeah, we have plans. Yeah. <laughs> and I was getting out of the shower. I walked to my bedroom and I closed the door and I locked it. <clears throat> I don't know why I locked it. I didn't usually do it. But um, I'm drying off or whatever, trying to get my PJs out. And the door to my bedroom is just like going back and forth like someone trying to open it. But it's locked. I'm like, Stephanie, quit. <laughs> Stephanie, quit. 
and <laughs> and then it's like shaking the door back and forth like trying to get in like nah, 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 nah. and i'm like dude i y'all i was mad i was like big mad you know puberty hit and i was yeah. like 10 feet tall and bulletproof and i was about to fight my sister which was not i mean something out we're of not the norm. talk about that anyway <laughs> so i pull that i yank that door open i'm like what there's literally nobody there I hate that. Like, like for real, like the door again. was actively shaking when I had to twist the knob hard after I unlocked it. Like somebody because, was like, someone's holding, holding it. it. Mm-hmm. I yanked that mother open. I'm like, what? Because I thought it was Stephanie. Nobody's there. Stephanie's door is shut. So I'm like, this bitch is playing a prank. Like she thinks that <laughs> I was like, and I go in there and I'm like, what are you doing? And you're like, nothing. I'm just sitting here. Like, setting up rock band, like, in the middle of something. And I was like, oh, no. You were playing tug-of-war with a ghost. You I had no idea. I was scared to death. I was like, I am not. Do you know what's funny? is like, you're talking about the door jiggling. That used to happen in my room. Like, I remember in the middle of the night. Oh, it was me. The door- no, I'm, that's what I'm saying. The door would jiggle all the time, and I just assumed it was you. Because every now and then, Taylor would get up from sleepwalking, and if the door was open, she'd just come in my room and stand there. Like but if you close the door, I had a real hard time with doorknobs. Yeah, so like she fine. wouldn't, she wouldn't open it. But what if one of those times it wasn't you, jiggling the door handle? Oh, I, I just, I don't know. But see, what if it was homeboy? Why did, why does he, why was he trying to get in? I'm trying to change. Was something gonna happen to me in the room that I need to get out? Ew, I don't know. I don't like any of this story. Yeah, I'm done. And Let's now, move on to listener stories. <laughs> I've got the heebie. We're done with our I'm real life accounts. I'm not having moms anymore. God, no. Not after the freaking creepy shadow, man. I'm not going over there anymore. Her and dad can live in the devil's den. We have Christmas there. We've been having Christmas there our whole lives. And she's just like not going to share that there's a demon living in the house. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, what if this while I sleptwalk, I was being possessed? Stop. <laughs> just <creeper>. kidding. <laughs> Anyway, so our first story from one of our wonderful friends slash listeners is Taylor's. And Taylor, would you like to give the, her name is also Taylor. So there's like T-A-Y-L-O-R and then there's T-A-E-L-A-R. That's not how she spells it. How did she spell it? It's L-O-R on the end. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Oh my gosh. Check it. I'm checking it right now. I swear to goodness. I think you're wrong. No. Let me see. It's T-A-E-L-A-R. L-A-R? I yeah, like, O-R. that's why Cody always calls her Lar. My whole life is a lie. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so Taylor sent us this email about a scary experience that she had. And this Taylor is going to give you some background information on the area. Mm, yay. So here's the background info, guys. <clears throat> George and Hannah Dickey moved to Blue Ridge, Georgia from North Carolina in 1840 and brought their slaves along with them. My God. Yeah, so they (laughs) had enslaved people with them. That's the times. The Dickies were wealthy and owned a lot of farming property out on Hogback Road. Um, A census notes that they were the second largest slave owners in the county, which isn't surprising since there wasn't like a huge need for large plantations in the area. And it was a pretty poor area so 
No one knows why they moved here, especially because they were well advanced in age. George was 64 and passed away two years after moving, which is, man, what a waste. Yeah. And Hannah was 63 and lived to be the age of 91. Man, that seems terrible. Yeah. So she died five years after slavery was abolished. Their final resting place is a small cemetery nestled in the woods off of a small dirt road called Riverview Circle near the Tacoa River. <clears throat> there are also over 25 small stone markers for slaves who passed away that uh, are buried alongside their owners. And I've seen this. It's, yeah. Have you been here? Yeah. Have I been here? Yes. Yeah, you've been here. <laughs> I'm a little embarrassed. <laughs> no, you haven't been to to the cemetery. Oh, I thought, I was like, I do not remember going to a cemetery. No, but it's just there on the property. Oh, okay. So there are, um, sorry, it's rumored that Hannah Dickey was like super, super kind to her slaves. However, they were still enslaved and like only yeah. given like a, a rock at their gravesite. Yeah. So, I mean, it doesn't matter how nice you spoke to these people. They were still not treated with human dignity. I mean, yeah. most folks in that time didn't get any of that. Yeah. George and Hannah are the great, great grandparents of deliverance author James Dickey. What? I didn't know that. You didn't read this? No, I wanted it to be a surprise. I read a little bit through it. I feel like, I mean, that's an awful movie. I mean, it's a good movie, but it's awful. Will you keep going? Move on. Sorry. It, it won a lot of awards. <laughs> the area remained untouched until rental cabins were built across the dirt road from the final resting place of the Dickies and their slaves in the early 2000s. There is one rental cabin known as the Tacoa House, which seems to be favorite, like to be the favorite haunting place for the Dickies and their slaves. It's like a three-story large cabin. Its main level is um, an open concept and has a grand staircase that goes up to the lofted open stairs, upstairs. Um, I mentioned this to emphasize that you can easily see if someone is upstairs. And so this is where we had uh, the reception after I got married. Oh, I have Do been you remember here. the big staircase? There's a really big staircase. I remember playing Omegle while we played beer pong. <laughs> Yeah, it was a while ago. <laughs> That's when Michael was still online. Yep. Alrighty, so this is Taylor's experience. So she, her family... Um, Clarification, were, not me, other Taylor? Yes, the other Taylor. Her fam, her husband's family owned the cabins. So out of all the cabins that my... This is her little story. Out of all the cabins that my husband's family owned, Tacoa House never felt comfortable for me. For it to be the largest cabin on the property, I always felt claustrophobic in it. The hair on the back of my neck would rise, and I would feel like someone was standing right behind me, only to turn and find no one there. I hate that feeling. I've got chicken skin, right? Dude, I have that feeling all the time. Ooh. When we would stay the night there, I stayed awake the whole night, feeling like someone was watching me from the corner of the room. Ugh. Just leave, bitch. Oh, no. Get in the car and go no. stay somewhere else. No. If I place something down, it would disappear and reappear in a room that I hadn't gone into. Listen, Taylor, I'm going to tell you right now, these ghostesses are messing with you because they know you're scared. <laughs> they're taking advantage of you, Yeah, Taylor. they're like, oh, we got a new, like, fresh meat, baby. Let's mess with her. <laughs> it was a few years after visiting the property when I was alone there and my discomfort with the place was validated. 
I was helping clean the cabins on the property once and had offered to start on the Tacoa house alone. The moment I walked in, my heart started to race and I felt uneasy. It just didn't feel good to be there. However, I brushed it off and started cleaning up the trash and tidying the place. I didn't have any music, so it was completely silent in this huge cabin, which made it even more eerie. After half an hour of cleaning, I hear someone say my name from the upstairs loft. My goosebumps had goosebumps. It was crystal clear and in a voice I don't recognize as any of the other housekeepers. But Silly Me says, uh, yeah. And the voice replies, leave. And I'm like, all right, bye. <laughs> there would be smoke on my feet. Like, you know, we're talking like old school cartoons where, you know, your feet can't. I, I, I think I would have just passed out. <sighs> like, I, I was trying to leave, man. And my Taylor, how did you survive this? Reach out again. Email us. I see. I'm going to text you. We get to be like, what is wrong? Are you okay? And I hear pounding footsteps running for, oh my gosh. Okay. And I hear pounding footsteps running from the loft to the stairs and headed down towards me. Dang girl. I did the only thing I could think to do and was say, okay, I'm sorry. And I ran outside. If you're better than me, I'd have been like, mm-mm, fuck you. Taylor, Taylor's fighting. She's just going at it. I can't even make physical contact, but I would try. I sat on the front porch and waited for my husband to come back before I went into the house. And I never went in there alone again. Ew. You had your freaking wedding thing there. <gasps> Why can't stuff like that happen to us? <laughs> I'm so, I mean, like, it's awful, but like, I want, I don't ever have any, like, super scary encounters. Yeah, like, everything that's happened, we've seen something out of the corner of our eye. Or, or like, like, we've heard something. I dream about dead people. Ooh. But, like, this experience... This is scary. Something told me, hey, Taylor, leave. I'm like, all right. Okay, love you. Bye. <laughs> nice to see you. <clears throat> so she has some other accounts. She says, my sister, who's the same age as Taylor, Taryn, had a similar experience that I had the same. Oh, my gosh. Had a similar experience like I did. I never told her about what happened to me in the cabin. My husband and then boyfriend at the time, myself and my sister had stopped by the cabin to change before using the rental pool one summer. My husband and I got ready and left my sister there to finish getting ready and meet us at the pool. It was only a few minutes later that we heard her screaming and running down the gravel road towards the pool. And you remember the pool's like right beside the cabins? Mm, I didn't really get to see the pool. Okay. When we left her, she said she heard her name being called even though she was absolutely alone in the large cabin. She thought it was me coming back and she was getting annoyed that I kept saying her name over and over. Finally, she yells back to stop, and then she hears loud footsteps rushing from upstairs to upstairs loft to the stairs. She didn't stick around to see if there would be anyone at the top of the stairs and ran out of the cabin screaming. Logical. I don't, I don't like have any chicken it. skins yet, but... I don't like it. Say in your name, that gives me the creepiest thing, because what, what is it who... Just calling your name out, you know, that's weird. Oh, I think I hear my name all the freaking time. That's because you're, like, for real. Like, I'll be, especially when we're, like, we're alone cleaning a cabin. And mom, like, we'll have cabins side by side. And mom will go do one or vice versa. Like, you know, we're going back and forth. I'm just in here, like, cleaning my own little stuff. You know, whatever. And I hear Taylor. I'm like, it's just mom. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah. And no one ever says anything back. I'm like, all right. I just made that up. Cool. I hear my name all the time, but I don't even acknowledge it anymore <laughs> you're just like eh. well i've heard it you know 60 children a day calling out your name all the time you kind of become like 
a robot, which is a robot. <laughs> <laughs> Just so to clarify. She, she says that other housekeepers of the cabin have their fair share of stories too. One housekeeper thought a joke was being pulled on them. He went to the bottom level of the cabin to do laundry and left the lamps on for light only to come back moments later and find each of the light bulbs had been unscrewed and pulled out of the lamps. He was completely alone in the cabin. These no people, thanks. these, these people are, they don't seem very nice. I mean, let's, you ain't got nothing else to do. To traumatize people. Yeah, I'd probably do that. I'd probably mess with people. Yeah, that's true. Uh, and some other comments, she says, she says, it's interesting that there are similar accounts to what people have experienced and they were usually always done alone. Excuse me. Always done. Where am I at? Always alone. <laughs> I don't know if someone is having a little fun or if they're pissed that they're being disturbed. I just know I never felt good vibes there. I don't know if it's the Dickies or they're enslaved people. I do believe that the act of owning people would become, would welcome another type of entity and evil one to dwell upon among them. Maybe that's what we experienced here. Well, if you think about it. You know how we talked, I think, in previous episodes about how sometimes there's, like, a stain left on places? Yeah. So, it's not too far out of reach for me to think that since these people probably didn't experience the best of life, maybe that, like, negative experience, that that terrible time maybe left a, a crack for something not so nice to weasel in, you know? Well, I like to think that, um... Sometimes ghosts just get bored and want to mess with people. But the whole like being mean to things, that's probably, that could be the, the owners like claiming that this is my land. Yeah. Creepy. <clears throat> We've got another email. You want to read this one? No, you got it. Okay. So I am going to read it verbatim just because I think it's funny. Hello, spoopy sisters. I'm e emailing you to share. This is from Cody. I didn't mean to mention that. Sorry. I'm emailing to share my story of a possible ghost sighting that happened when I was about 12 or 13 years old. Before jumping into this tale, I did want to preface this story with some important facts. I am very much a skeptic when it comes to ghosts. I love all things ghosty, spooky, and true crimey. I understand that my cynicism and love for the ooky spooky is an oxymoron. <laughs> this story takes place in the winter of 2004 on a family trip to New York City. My mom had some friends that had recently moved to Staten Island, and they extended an invitation to crash with them and see the sights in New York City. As a young teenager, you can imagine my excitement. One 19-hour car ride and numerous bathroom stops and one flat tire later, we are, well, they drove from Georgia. <laughs> we arrived at the house we'd be staying at for the next week. Dear sweet sisters, I am not exaggerating when I tell you this place was straight out of a horror movie about a demon-possessed <laughs> house. Big creepy windows, lots of dark corners, old creaky stairs, you know, the works. We rolled into this place at about 3 a.m. just to drive the spooky factor up to 11. I love these old houses. I know they're beautiful, but they're, they are spooky. Oops. I love that. That, I don't know, you just get that like, you know, that old smell and like the windows are old and the way the light comes in. Yeah. It sets the stage. I love that. It sets it the really stage does. for a fun time. Being a big, strong 13-year-old, I didn't mind when our host said I would be sleeping in the basement for a week. Uh, no, I'd draw them out of the basement. <laughs> all right? Oh, gosh. I'd have been like, Mama, I'd be like, sorry, I've got to go. Um, can y'all sleep in the car, Mom? Um, the basement was about what you expect. 
Long, creepy wooden stairs, boxes of old family stuff tucked away in storage, lots of dark little corners and tucked into a little spot in the back this of this R.L. Stein sweet dream, a little finished room with some shag carpet, a little half bath, and a bed. Pretty cozy, all things considered. Mm, shag carpet's so dirty. These two have, they have scary, scary stories. We need to travel. I know. We need to go. All right. We're going to find somewhere spooky. The first two nights went smoothly, but the third night is where the trouble started. I wake up to a slight shuffling sound from the far corner of my temporary living space. I'm done. <laughs> in, I should think of a rat. In my sleepy state, I do a little quick glance around the room, and that's when I see her. Caught in the light streaming through the basement windows was a little blonde girl standing next to the open closet. She looked like she was like five or six. Now, the people we were staying with had two kids, but none were blonde, and none were that young. Like I said, I'm a skeptic and just thought it was one of the host kids messing with me. It looked like she had been going through my overnight bag, but she was just staring at me and kind of doing the swaying thing with her arms. You know, like the little teeter-totter kids do. Oh, okay, I gotcha. She's I assumed just she would... back <laughs> I was like, oh, no. I assumed she was staring at me because I couldn't see a face it was just the hair and the body my sleep fog very quickly wore off and morphed into extreme discomfort i shot up in bed and started saying the name of one of the kids who were st we were staying with trying to process if she was messing with me no response just this weird swaying and the stare down i quickly turned on my bedside table lamp and looked back only to see an empty room and an open closet door as you can imagine there was no sleep the rest of the night did you close the door Let's find out. By the time with the sun was up, I was exhausted from watching the corners of my room all night. Same. Same. At least Taylor could run out and escape this. If you're spending the night here, there's no escape. I yes, there is. I will go upstairs. I will turn on every light in the house. I will wake up every motherfucker that's there and I will let Taylor, them know that this is not okay. You're going to put a baby in a basement and nobody puts a baby in the basement. Yeah, you're damn right. <laughs> Don't no! Don't ever let nobody keep your ass down, but no. By this, speak up for yourself, Taylor. Uh, this is explicit, right? Yeah, it's gonna be. <laughs> By the time the sun was up, I was exhausted from watching the corners of my room all night. Oh, I already read that. No, I'm good. And I quickly ran upstairs to be around people. When I got upstairs, I asked the host kids why they would mess with me like that and why they'd gone through my bag. They looked shocked. My mom's friend asked who I'd seen going through my stuff, and I gave her the description. They all looked between a mixture of confused, excited, and relieved. A shit-eating grin was plastered across my dad's face. You saw her too? Was the resounding cry from the family. Apparently, they had all seen this little girl, this little ghost girl, multiple times while they had been living there. They seemed to think she was a kind spirit, but a bit mischievous. Needless to say, I slept on the couch in the living room for the rest of our trip. Good for you. <laughs> you advocated. Good job. Sorry for being long-winded. <laughs> Leave out any of the exit stuff you want. I'm not. I liked all of it, and I wanted to share all of it. Love you guys. Love the show. Your pal, Cody. Thank you, Cody. <clears throat> what do you think? Um, I think that those people are bad hosts. They don't should not be allowed to have friends. Um, <laughs> that should have been like, hey, I want you to know, Cody, we're going to lock you in the basement and there might be a ghost. Also, I would definitely leave. I would not just be sitting there waiting for the next thing to get me. 
Um, or just pop out because if it popped out, I'm shit in the bed. And then I have to explain that. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I probably would have done the same thing Cody did and just stand there or no. stay there. Cause I'm so scared of like something touching me or like, uh-uh. or if I was, if I was to stand up and I, I can't even, I wouldn't even be like, Hey, what are you doing? I would just be like, Nope, I'm gone. Bye-bye. <laughs> Taylor floats through the roof. Just. Nope, I'm getting up and put putting my bag bed like how it was, oh. making the bed, walking my happy ass upstairs. I'm done. <laughs> oh, well, guys, I hope you enjoyed a little bit of our spooky stories, and we appreciate Taylor and Cody for and my mother for sharing some spooky experiences they had. We love them, um, as always, Taylor. What do, what do people need to do? Oh, email. <laughs> Dude, you got one job here. Dude, you looked at me like, as always, Taylor. <laughs> like, dang, girl, what? I say a lot of stupid shit. Email us. All of you. Yeah, we want to hear your spooky stories. I want to have or- so many emails, it crashes my server. <laughs> I can't with you today. So, again, we want to hear from you guys. What do you think of the episodes? Even if you don't have spooky stuff to share, um, tell us what you think. What do you like? What do you not like? What, what do you would you do about? if you were in these situations? Oh, for real. What should Cody have done instead of staying in that basement? Are you leaving like Taylor or are you going to wait it out like me? <laughs> also, if you roll up in a cabin and they're calling out your name, are you going to stay? No, don't. It just, or listen, are you going to be smart like Taylor and run out of there? The best thing to ward off a ghost is salt and iron. Oh, wait, we could, I forgot that we didn't include some sort of survival kit. In this the survival episode. kit is just merely salt and holy water, always, but mainly salt. Just make yourself a little circle of salt and put it around your bed. They can't touch you. Also, just ask them to leave. That's like our grandma's oh, go-to. Just shout out, get out of here. Yeah, like tell them you are not welcome. Get the hell out. And if they don't leave, I don't know what you do then. It's never, <laughs> after that, I mean, I've never had that experience. Usually it's. Um, I didn't invite you here. I don't know you. If you're not here to just like say hey, like cohabitat, like yeah, like cohabitate or whatever. If you just want to just sit on the couch, watch TV all day, man, that's fine. It's fine. But don't be calling out my name at weird hours. Don't be running at me. And running be, at me? Yeah. Don't oh. Going through my bags. Did you get one? No. Oh. I got a notification on my one. Oh, excellent. Alrighty, guys. Well, we love you guys. We hope to hear from you, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Make sure you follow us on our Instagram account, sisterhood underscore of underscore secrets, and our Facebook page, Sisterhood of Secrets. If you would like to share any of your spooky or unexplained encounters, email us at sisterhoodsecrets1 at gmail. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Bye for real.